Today we are discussing letting go of what other people think. My name is Amy Ballantyne. Welcome to Power to the People Pleasers. I'm so excited to have my guest here, Carly. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Carly, uh, I, I'm excited that you are here bringing this warm perspective. You're a Canadian like me, but you're down in the sunny south right now, enjoying a, another time of life down there. But so many cool things that you do, so many cool things, registered holistic nutritionist, yogi and yoga teacher, breath and meditation coach, my goodness, the trusted health advisor. I'm I'm excited for us to, to dive into this concept of letting go of what other people think. But before we get into that, have you ever been a people pleaser? And how did that show up in your life? Wow, absolutely. Have I ever been a people pleaser? The the older past version of myself who I've completely forgiven and see through the lens of such love now, but I can immensely relate to being a notorious people pleaser. Um, it was it was heavy, and I think it kind of came from a lack of self knowledge. If you take the axiom knowledge is power, then self knowledge is self power, right? And I really cared. I really cared what people thought of me. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be loved, and it came from a lack of liking and truly loving myself on an intrinsic level. Mm-hmm. And so for you, was there a particular catalyst or specific uh, moments that helped you to shift away from that? Because you're saying your past self. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great question. I can't pinpoint one moment other than a a bunch of collective um, being at the right place at the right time, meeting the right people who inspired me. And I could I could see that they wanted for more. So it started planting seeds for me to want for more. I I wanted to change. And the universe is mental, right? It's the first spiritual law. It all starts from a thought. So I just had the capacity to start thinking greater than my current situation or the reality that I was experiencing. And things started to shift. And then once you've got that momentum, because life is based on momentum, You've either got momentum going forwards or up, or you've got momentum going down and back. And I was able to turn my momentum around to actually use it to my advantage. So it really started from a deep desire for more. I wanted for more. And then I had to bring myself to the belief that I deserved more. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a really big one. The deserving more. For all those people listening, my goodness, you deserve more, right? (laughs) If we can be that inspiration for people. If you want for more, you deserve Mm. for more. It's not a matter of wanting for more in the material sense, although Mm. there's, there's nothing wrong with manifesting that because all things are on that spiritual. You know, if you can manifest things in the material, that's also part of the spiritual journey. But it, it wasn't about that. It's, it's just if deep down there's this knowing that your life, your current life experience is not unfolding in the way that you know you wanted it to go as a little child with limitless 
imagination and your current reality is not unfolding in that sense, then it's it's time to check back in and tap in with that all-knowing version of yourself, that higher version or the inner child Mm -hmm. essence of who you are. And we've got work to do because we're truly here to live the life of our dreams. We're allowed to live the life of our dreams, guilt-free, shame-free, unabashedly, unapologetically. We're here to create. Yes. Yes. I love that. So I'd love to know, so now you have let go of what other people think of you. What a gift. (laughs) Are there specific things that you would tell people who are really wrapped up in that right now to help them begin on that journey? Yeah. And I, I will preface with this, the, that version of myself who truly cared comes up every once in a while. So it's, yeah, right. It's not like, I'm, I'm free and clear. It's that it happens less frequently mm-hmm. and when it happens. It's on a lower volume. If that makes sense, yes. the, the, the thoughts that would be on repeat, right? Because we're, we're programs mm-hmm. <laughs> we're on a program, our conditioned selves. And when it happens, it doesn't have that same power over me. And I'm not latching beliefs to those thoughts. I'll actually talk back to those thoughts. So that's actually one of the tools that I would say when that thought of, or really like, I want this person to like me, or I'm really down because this person said something about me, which actually happened. I can give you a real life experience that really put to the test everything that I'm putting out there about let it go, drop what other people are thinking about you because it's none of your business. Your Mm. business is your business. Their business is their business. And then there's God's business. So if you want to categorize what they're thinking is that's God's business. That's not my Mm. business. It takes off the pressure. You don't Mm. have to be responsible for that. They have to be accountable for what's happening in their own monkey mind. And I have to be responsible of like, sieving through the clutter and turning down the volume. So that's what I do. I turn down the volume of those thoughts. I talk back to those thoughts like a client teenager and it feels good. Mm -hmm. So it might sound a little crazy, but let's say the the thought comes up like, you know, I'm really, I'm down because of what someone said about me. And I know it's not true that um, it's an opportunity for me to really tap into the truth of who I am, the like the steadfast, unchanging essence beneath skin, deeper than bone, right? Yes. Like, yes. who am I? And so you can ask yourself some really important questions, like what really matters? Because, you know, we're all gonna die. It's, it's not a negative thing. We're all gonna die. And what really can you take to your grave? You're not taking any of that stuff to yeah. your grave. What are you taking? You're taking with you the love. Mm-hmm. So love is actually the only truth. So if someone says or thinks something about you that you don't think is true or you and your heart know is not true, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because truth is the only resolution. And if you carry that in your heart with a, with a knowingness that you, you don't detach from truth. Yeah. And um, 
everything else falls away. So I have like the, the tools that I use, uh, another tool that I use is thought implementation. So if my thoughts are looping, then I'll implant another thought that makes me feel good. And it could be a memory, a really nice memory, or it could be something that I'm going to co-create with someone in the future that I'm really excited to collaborate with this amazing person and learn along the way. So I'll implant thoughts that it's, it's not about bypassing. It's about keeping your vibration high because if you're looping in a negative thought, turn down the volume, yeah. detach belief, and then start implement, implementing or implanting a thought that actually does feel good. And then hang out in that space, meet your, you know, your, your zero point, the neutral field. And then it's like an instant reset. So I have mechanisms to reset when that old version of me who doesn't want to die starts Mm -hmm. to come up. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, I even had a funeral for an old version of myself. I put her to death and I wrote a eulogy for myself. Wow. And that was a very powerful exercise. And uh, truth be told, I've done it more than once that I've, I've written a eulogy for parts of myself that I no longer want to present to the world. She was living out an experience that was necessary in the moment where I felt scared or not safe, or traumatized. And now I am safe. So that version of myself that wanted to come forward in that moment, it's out of date. It's mm-hmm. not in the here and the now. So you you can do things like that. Actually, you know, the birth, the death cycle is constant. And so like making it concretized, have a funeral for yourself, write yourself a eulogy. I when when I started truly dropping the need to be liked, mm-hmm. I reached a dangerous level of freedom. And everything changed. Wow. Wow. So many beautiful nuggets there. So many. I love that you're talking about very practical things of the implantation of the thoughts of the eulogy from from the self that's no longer serving. The fact that we are, you know, running on old programs in the past. But there is a way to say, okay, I see a brighter future for myself. I desire a brighter future and and I can take these steps. I think it's very powerful. Now, I'd love to know you are the trusted health advisor. So many different ways that you help people help people in their health. What is the link between all of these ways that you support well-being, right? With mm-hmm. yoga and nutrition and breath and meditation, all of these pieces with helping people to step into their next level of the the self that they're becoming. Yeah, it's it's kind of based on the principle of holism. Mm-hmm. We we are we are whole. We are not broken. That we we are whole and in that wholeness we're more than a body. We have uh you know uh many different emotional bodies and and layers, energetic layers mental sheath, uh, the spiritual, the celestial. So in wholeness, I started 
becoming acquainted with these more subtle bodies of my own experience. And I actually found that that's where the magic existed. And I started, you know, going um, really, really into the power of my heart. And I learned how to forgive myself. I learned how to forgive others, perhaps for not liking me, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't need to be liked. I, I can hardly control myself, let alone other people, right? What other people are. Thoughts, they automatically happen. Yeah. They're automatic. Thoughts are automatic. It's a thinking machine. The brain is a machine. It's a transmitter. It's a receiver. And it's running on a program. We've got the conscious. We've got the unconscious. And then we've got the superconscious, potentially another topic altogether. So instead of, you know, looking at the elbow as just the elbow, I, I started seeing it in this, like, whole state that you know your elbow is connected to the end of your hair strand and your hair strand is connected to your toenail and it's like we are all connected everything is connected in our world you and i are connected our subtle bodies are interacting right now our our mental fields are are entangling right now yeah and so I started incorporating this as opposed to like this reductionistic point of view, which I was raised by, you know, if something's going on with the skin, blame the skin, it's a pimple. Well, well, what's really happening on the inside? Is the skin a fingerprint of, you know, maybe the liver is trying to communicate or the skin and the kidneys, you know, they're in constant communication. So it was being able to see more than meets the eye and also being able to hear more than meets the ear and kind of tapping in and tuning in to some of the things that were false, false beliefs and um, being, you know, looking through the lens um, of illusion. Mm -hmm. And so I think disillusionment is a very good thing. I love to be disillusioned because when you're disillusioned, it means that you're removing the veil of illusion through the lenses that you're perceiving life and perception is everything. Yes. You know, um, beliefs are powerful, very powerful. So if you're going to believe in anything, believe in yourself, believe in your dreams. And if you're going to doubt anything, doubt your your limitations, doubt the things that hold you back because where you invest your belief is, is actually how you're going to experience your tomorrow and your next week. It's all happening. We're constructing the future in this very now moment. Yes. Yes. So what are some uh, practices that you use to, to stay present in the now? Breath breath mm. is um, an instant way to presence yourself in this now moment but it also connects you to um, when you look at the word respiration the word spirit is built right in the word respiration wow. right so it's like you're not just connecting to this wow. moment you can connect to source mm. connect to your higher self so Believe in the power of pause and push pause and take a few breaths I also like to tap Mm -hmm. I use tapping points. Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a Same. big fan of EFT. Yes. <laughs> so, and all of these things are free too. Mm -hmm. It's like 
You know, if I need to calm my nerves or regulate my nervous system, I'll lay horizontal or I'll put my feet up. So I get that reverse blood flow action that's going to biochemically change the adrenaline, the cortisol state in my being like instantly, right? Because our endocrine system there, it's just faucets. You turn on faucet slow drip or you turn it on to a really rush (laughs) stream and, um, you can, you know, use these free tools that are really, really powerful, but it's, it's also the mind that governs all of these things. The, the unconscious mind is regulating your thyroid gland and taking care of your circulation and your beats per minute. So it's like, what, what is also, what else is happening in the unconscious mind that is connected to how I'm perceiving myself? Because Again, going back to if if you've lost sense of self, then naturally you're going to look for validation in the external world, in the environment that you've built around yourself. And oftentimes what I witness is we build our community and we pick our friends to confirm our current Mm -hmm. state of mind. So the the I can't club likes to hang out together, right? Yes. companies so that I can't club often likes to congregate together so that you you you've got to extract yourself from the environment that keeps you playing small because people who play small stay small so it's it's uncomfortable get out of there and you know leave the comfort zone and hang out with with people who are doing the things that you wish to be doing yes yes I love that so when you think about uh, the, the free guide that you have for everyone is around hormones, actually, and you, you brought that up uh, to unlocking happiness. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about that so, so people know what they have access to? Yeah. So essentially, you know, um, going back to the physical, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at the realms, mind, body, heart, soul. But in the physical body, we're, we're, you know, built out of flesh and bones and fluids and um, the, 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 the chemical aspect, we're electrical, chemical and magnetic. So the chemical aspect, that's part of our hormone constituents. So every time you think a thought, you're going to release a cascade of hormones that are either feel good hormones like dopamine or oxytocin or um, produce not feel good hormones like cortisol and uh, God forbid adrenaline to you know get you out of danger. That's what adrenaline is for. It's, it actually is. It should be the the very last thing. Well, most people are living in an adrenalized state because they've tapped out their cortisol, which means they don't have access to the same feel good neurotransmitters that someone who is more aware, they've got a greater awareness because they're practicing present presence techniques or breath work or, you know, movement. So the whole thing is we're, we're electrical, chemical, and magnetic. And our hormones, that's our chemical aspect. And there's a direct relationship between our thoughts and our feelings. Thoughts are languages of the brain. Feelings are languages of the body, right? And what comes first? 
Is it the thought that creates the feeling, the, the hormone, or is it the hormone that needs to get into the cell because we've programmed ourselves to run on adrenaline. We've programmed ourselves to take in cortisol more than we have to take in, um, you know, uh, dopamine or oxytocin. So through the vagus nerve, which travels up and down through the neck, right? And the vagus nerve is also called the soul nerve. There's a connection between the mind and the body. And that's, that's all part of our biochemical state. And we get to choose that ultimately through willpower, through the power of our focus. Again, if we're having 60,000 thoughts a day, we're, you know, not carefully selecting our um, focus that it's, it's going to be driven by what, what has your mind body been on repeat for the past yes. five years, 10 years, 20 years, right? Because thoughts are happening automatically. But the other part of that is most of them, 70% of them are recycled from yesterday. So the problem is people are waking up and remembering their problems from yesterday. And then yeah. that's creating a chemical cascade. And that's training their cells at a membrane level to put more receptor sites for those adrenaline, cortisol, lock and key to get into the cell, to feed the cell. But you can't operate like that for too long. It's you will eventually exhaust. It's right. like, how, how long can you run full speed? Not, not that long. So eventually what's going to happen is, is we'll exhaust and they will, you know, become fatigued in such a drastic manner it doesn't have to come to that so um i wrote a book called happiness is hormonal yes. and um, i kind of put all the pieces together because we get to decide at a cellular level the receptor sites that are more present on the membrane of our cells right so if you have more cortisol receptors and they're not being fed your cells are going to trigger a response in the brain to confirm a stressful feeling that your cells need to feed themselves. And you're going to look for drama. Mm. Half of the time people are addicted to drama and they just don't know it. They're in a, a relationship that when it becomes tense, they get that attention that feeds them because negative attention is better than no attention and yeah. that makes them feel loved. So they're perpetuating this cycle. So on a physical level, absolutely. Happiness is hormonal. Hormones matter. And that's part of like the, the one layer. And then you start to layer what's happening in the heart and do some heart math. And then you layer what's happening in the emotional body, which is in a field outside of your body. Mm -hmm. Right. And what's happening? What distortions are happening in your field? So it's, it's, it is layered. And a lot of people will say, like, how long does it take? It really is one choice. How long does it take to make your mind up and make a decision with conviction? How long does that take to make up your mind? But then you have to make it up again tomorrow and you have to do it again the next day. So you're mm -hmm. making the same decision more than once but it could be that quick. 
it's and making those choices right aligned to that decision that's right that's right words right. thoughts actions habits yes yes wow Amazing. Well, I encourage everyone who's listening to go and grab the free download from you. It will be in the show notes uh, below. So everyone can click that link and go grab that. That was so incredible how you described that, Carly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. What a powerful conversation. And I, I feel like you've added extreme value today in how, how people can begin to really let go of what other people are thinking and, and make that decision, make that powerful decision for themselves. So Carly, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today and uh, wish you all the best. Thank you so much for including me. And uh, I have so enjoyed following along on your journey as well. Amazing. Amazing. Well, and thank you to all of our listeners once again for tuning into Power to the People Pleasers. Please stay tuned for our next episode coming soon. Have a great day.